Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Y'all ready to get in the Word today? Let's say it. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life gets stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the Word, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for the Word. Amen. Well, get something out to take notes, and let's begin to learn together. We're talking about the three pillars of Christian growth. What sets us apart from a lot of churches, we want to grow at Church on the Rock. We don't want to play church. We're not here to impress one another. We're not here to take advantage of one another through our businesses and our enterprises. We come here to grow spiritually. And I have an amen. We have a growth mindset. Not every Christian wants to grow. Not everybody wants to grow. You know, not everybody wants to change because see, to grow, I have to change. To grow, I have to change. Daniel, Stephen, and I are working out last night in Daniel's gym, listening to Bob Harrison. And we're listening to Bob Harrison uh, on, on uh, the internet. And he said, the number one reason people fail, number one reason, this is Bob Harrison. He said, the number one reason people fail in any enterprise is unwilling to change. Unwilling to change. Look how much we've changed since COVID. COVID totally changed the church and how we do church, how we work, how we live. COVID changed everything. So you have to change to grow. That's why not everybody wants to grow, because you can't grow without changing. But at Church on the Rock, starting from me to you, I want to change and I want to grow and I want to get closer to God. And I believe our best days are ahead. Amen and amen. So the three pillars of Christian growth. Okay, pastor, I'm here today. I drug my, I mean, I got my kids up. We're here. I drug my, I got my husband, my wife. We're here. We're online. We're on vacation, pastor, but we've stopped at a, at a rest stop and we're watching online. We're going to church. What will this sermon do for me? Why should I listen to you for 27 minutes? What will this sermon do for me? Let me tell you right up front what this sermon will do for you. It'll help you hear God's voice better, period. It'll help you know how to recognize, know how to hear and act on God's voice. Kenneth e. Hagin, who's dead and in heaven, he said the number one thing Christians need to learn more than anything else after they get born again. Kenneth e. Hagin said the number one thing Christians need to learn more than any other thing is the ability to hear God's voice, the ability to hear God's voice. Every time I heard God's voice and acted on it, I succeeded. Every time I acted not on his voice, 
I didn't do so well. How about y'all? I, I want to make better decisions and have a better life. To make better decisions and have a better quality of life, I have to hear God's voice. This sermon will help you hear God's voice better, more clearer, and take action and get results. Does that sound like listening to me for 27 minutes? Okay, I want to help you today because I love you big time. All right, so let's go to the scripture today. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5 and 23. And the very God of peace. Now, I want you to notice something right off the bat. This is a prayer. This is a prayer that Paul is praying for the church at Thessalonica. So if it's a biblical prayer, that means you and I can pray this prayer as well, right? You, you take prayers in the Bible and you personalize them. Do you remember last week, Isaac Bruce talked about how he takes scriptures and personalized them? I've taught you that for 40 years. You take scriptures and personalize them and you get more power from the scripture. You get more power from the scripture when you personalize it. So this is a prayer that he prayed. This is a prayer that you and I should be praying. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. God doesn't want us to be dysfunctional. God wants us to be whole. God wants us to live a quality life. I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body. Can you say that with me, y'all? Spirit, soul, and body. Do you see something there? Your spirit is not your soul, and your soul is not your spirit. They're two different things. You see, Pastor, we knew that. Most Christians don't. You go to a great church. Most Christians don't. There's a difference between spirit, soul, and body. Those are the three pillars for Christian growth, all right? Spirit, soul, and body. Be preserved, blameless, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we should be looking for the second coming. And the second coming should be motivating us to change the way we live every day, to live on purpose, to live with intention, to not waste a day and let it go by. So the three pillars are spirit, soul, and body. Now they have what they call the law of first mention. When you're interpreting the Bible, it's called the law of first mention. So notice we take that law to interpret the Bible and look what comes up first, not body, not soul, but spirit. So that means that you and I should be more spirit conscious than soul conscious. We need to be more spirit conscious than body or flesh or feeling conscious. Most Christians live by their feelings, but you and I are not to live by our feelings. We're to live by our spirit. Our spirit is to be in charge. Our spirit is to be strong enough to sustain us through everyday life situations. Our spirit is to be strong enough to sustain us through everyday life situations. So notice that most Christians that I know in other churches, notice how I put that disclaimer there, are always talking about how they feel. They don't feel like doing this. They don't feel like doing that. They feel depressed. They feel down. They feel rejected. They feel hopeless. Now, God gave us feelings. They're a gift. They're not to be a weight. They're not to direct our life, right? They're not to control our life. Notice that we are to be spirit conscious first. Now, you are a spirit. 
You have a soul and you live in a body. Your body is your earth suit. As soon as you lose your body, you're leaving this planet, right? It's called physical death. So spirit, soul, and body. This is huge. The three pillars of Christian growth. And we're to be spirit conscious over even soul or body conscious, right? Spirit, soul, and body. We feed our spirit. So our spirit gets strong so it can sustain us through daily life's challenges. Amen. So it's not what happens to us. It's how we respond to it, right? Now, this is worth brushing your teeth and flossing and coming to church today. How we respond is not determined by our circumstances. How we respond to life's difficulties is not determined by the color of our skin, our IQ, EQ, by our portfolio, our education, or financial status. Our, our, what determines your response and my response to everyday challenges, you want to know what it is? Three of you want to know what it is. Then I'm not going to tell you. Praise God. This will change your life forever. You see, you go to most places like what I'm doing, you pay to hear me speak, right? We used to charge for CDs. Now you get them free online. We used to charge for all my sermons. Now you get it free. But I got to know you want it or I'm not going to give it to you. Okay? How you respond is not determined by if you're black or white or brown. It's not determined by your education or your upbringing, or your parents, or your deadbeat dad, or your mother who walked away. How you and I respond to life is not determined by the Democrats or the Republicans. How we respond to life is determined by our belief system. <laughs> belief system. Your belief system determines how you respond to a day that sucks, a day that's hard a day that's miserable. It's not what happens to us, it's how we respond to it because life happens to all of us. But the key is you gotta have bounce back ability. You gotta have bounce back ability. You've gotta know how to respond so you win in life as a victor and not a victim, which most of the world is right now. So you feed your spirit, you make your spirit strong, you train your spirit. So whatever happens to you, you respond correctly. Now you respond based on your belief system. Pastor, I don't get it. You know, it's hot out there, hot in here. I don't get it. What do you mean by that? Okay, let me show you how this works. Something bad happens to me this coming Tuesday. Something I didn't expect hit me, broadsided me. Okay, I'm gonna respond this way. Wow, I'm going to count it all joy because I know that all things are working together. I believe that all things are working together for my good. So it's not going to whip me. I'm going to whip it. It's not going to put me down. It's going to kick me forward because I believe God is for me. I believe the greater one is in me. I believe it's all working out for my good. I believe I'm going to come out. But if you believe you're a loser, you're defeated, life sucks, it's not going to get better, then you're going to respond like a loser. So you respond in life to situations, physical, financial, family, business, career. You respond according to your belief system. 
And your belief system is made up of your thought life. What you think, you eventually believe. What you believe is how you respond to life. Oh, glory to God. If you believe your best days are ahead, then you're going to act like a winner today. You're going to act like an overcomer today. You're not going to pout or be depressed or be a victim, feel sorry for yourself, jealous of other people. You're going to walk like an overcomer. You're going to walk like a winner. You're going to walk like you're up in a down world. Can I have a witness in the house today? Come on, let's thank God for his goodness today. Come on, let's praise him. Amen. So what's my takeaway? You got to see the big picture, y'all. You got to see the greater one lives on the inside of you. You're born again. You got to see he got a plan. He's got a plan for your life. You got to see your best days are ahead. You got to see this too shall pass. You got to see what you're going through. You're going to get through. It's just temporary. If you believe that, you respond like a winner and not a loser and a powder. Oh, praise God. All right, so you feed your spirit, and then number two, number two, guys, okay, right here, this is great. It is the spirit that quicketh, and the flesh profiteth nothing, Jesus talking, and the words that I speak unto you, where are they recorded? The Bible, the Bible, the words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit, and they are life. That's what makes the Bible different than any other book because it's anointed. So we take away from this. Don't miss this, y'all. The word of God is spirit food. The word is spirit and you are a spirit. So you feed your spirit with spirit food. It's called the one year Bible. You make your spirit stronger by reading and acting on the word because Jesus said, my words are spirit. They are spirit food. They will feed your spirit and make you stronger than your storm. Oh, I like that. Amen. See, that's why it's not like any biography, autobiography, magazine, fiction book. Why is this book attacked more than any other book? It's spiritual. It's anointed. It's spirit food. And you are spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. And you're going to have to know what to do with each part of you in order to live the life God wants you to live. Next slide, guys. Number two. So we renew our mind. Sure do love y'all. This is awesome. Thank you, Lord, for this freedom we have here today. To renew your mind. So you feed your spirit every day. Every day. Can't miss a day. Can't miss a day. You feed your spirit every day. Secondly, you renew your mind. Your mind is your soul. Your mind is your soul. Now, watch this. You connect with God through your spirit, right? You connect with God through your spirit. And you connect, your mind is connected to your emotions. It's connected to your, your thought life. And notice that every day, you got to manage your thought life. You can't let a day go by. If we're going to be winners, if we're going to be successful, if we're going to raise our family for God, if we're going to leave a legacy, if we're going to make a difference, then every day we have to feed our spirit, can't miss a day. Every day we have to renew our mind, okay? Scripture for that, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. In other words, we give God our body. It no longer belongs to us. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, 
Don't be like the world. Don't be squeezed into their mold. Don't become like the culture, but be transformed. How am I changed, Lord? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your thought life determines your belief system, and your belief system determines how you respond to sickness, disease, famine, recession, inflation, racism, bigotry, jealousy. It determines how you respond to life. So every day, everybody say every day. This isn't just on Sunday. If we're going to live an abundant life, if we're going to be overcomers, if we're going to be strong with our witness in the days that we live in, every day we have to feed our spirit with spiritual food. Okay? Well, Pastor, I don't like the Bible. Then you're in a deep doo-doo of trouble. You are headed for trouble. Okay? Be not conformed to this world, but be changed. Can't grow without changing. Look how much I've changed in 40 years. Look how much our church has changed since COVID. You have to change to grow. You can't grow without changing. Renewing of your mind so you'll be able to know, prove means know, what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Take away. I'll never know God's will for my life without renewing my mind in his word daily because his word is his will. If I'm not in the Bible, if I don't have a habit of reading the one-year Bible, I'll never know God's will and purpose for my life because God's will is found in his word. God's will is found in his word. And then I want to bring to your attention, notice there are three levels of the will of God. There is the good, there's the acceptable, and there's the perfect. I don't want for you the good. I don't want for you even the acceptable. I want for you the perfect will of God for you and your family. How do I help you? Point you to the one your Bible. Pray you have a hunger for God's word to not only hear it, but apply it every day of your life. So what do we do? We feed our spirit every day because you are spirit and God's word is spiritual food. Secondly, you renew your mind. That's your soul every day. So you will know God's will and his voice when he talks to you. Ooh, I like it. Number three, control your body. Control our flesh. Now, I've already said, when you and I got born again, and I did it at age 11, when you and I got born again, the only thing that got born again is our spirit. Our spirit got saved. Your soul is getting saved, and your body will be saved. Three past, present, future tense. So what do we do every day if we're going to live a quality Christian life, not a meager, beggarly, average, up-and-down Christian life, not whooped up by the devil one day, next day in victory, but a consistent, overcoming, victorious witness for God? We've got to feed our spirit, renew our mind, and control our flesh. Scripture under that is 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Y'all still with me, everybody? What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit? Tell me, everybody, look at the scripture. Where's the Holy Spirit? He's inside you. You know that, right? It's right there. Please tell me you know that after 40 years. God in you, God for you, God with you. The Holy Spirit is not out there on a cloud somewhere. The Holy Spirit is inside the believer. That's why you can say, and you should say, greater is he, 
that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. Did you know that God's promises won't come to pass for you until you agree with them and start saying them? Did you know this will not work for you laying on the coffee table? Did you know this will not work for you just knowing it? You have to agree with it and decree and declare it for it to come to pass. Oh, this is worth taking a shower and coming to church on the rock today or a bath. Watch this illustration, story of the Bible. Guy named Abram, the father of our faith. God gave him a promise at 75, right? Didn't happen until he was 100. God gave him a promise that he'd be the father of many nations. But guess what? It didn't happen for 25 years. It didn't happen. He told him in Genesis 12, but it didn't happen until Genesis 17 when God said, Abram, you got to stop calling yourself Abram and you got to start calling yourself what I call you. I call you Abraham. And the minute that Abram started agreeing with what God said about him and started saying what God said over him, then the promise came to pass. Oh, I hope you all got that, everybody here, everybody online, everybody on vacation. God gave him a promise, but it never came to pass until he started declaring what God was declaring over him. He had to stop calling himself Abram and start calling himself Abraham, the father of many nations. What do we learn from that? The promises won't work in your life or my life. Just coming to church, watching online, watching on vacation. They will come to pass until you leave here. And Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all day Monday, you say what God has said over you, what God has called you. He's called you a son and a daughter of the Most High God. He's called you an overcomer. He's called you more than a conqueror. He's called you blessed coming and going. He's called you redeemed from the curse of the law. He's called you healed. He's called you saved. He's called you safe. He's called you holy. He's called you the apple of his eye. You have to start agreeing with the word and walk out of here and say scriptures, what God has already said over you. Then it comes to pass. Well, I'm really sweating y'all up here today. Praise the Lord. Guys, put a fan there. I'm going to stay right here and be fanned. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost who is inside you, which you have of God. Now watch this. And you are not your own. If I'm a Christian, my body is not my body. Talking about abortion, talking about abortion. If I'm a Christian, my body is not my body to do what I want to do with it. My body belongs to God, and I do what God wants me to do with it. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? You are not your own. If I'm a Christian, I presented my body to God as a living sacrifice. My body is not my body to do whatever I feel like doing with it, if I'm a Christian, according to what does the Word say. Everybody praying for your pastor. Next verse, verse 20. For you are bought with a price. You know what that speaks of? Being valuable. You are valuable. 
It's not enough to have confidence. You need to know you have value with confidence. You are precious in the eyes of God. God loves you so much, he gave his only begotten son for you. You are not junk. God don't make junk. You are not a mistake. You're not a misfit. You're not a nobody. That God gave the highest price he could give for you and for me. You've been bought with a price. You are valuable. Don't look down on yourself. Don't put yourself down. Don't try to be anybody else. Discover who God made you to be and be the best you you can be for God. You are precious. You are the apple of God's eye. Oh, you're bought with a price. Therefore, what am I to do with my body? I'm to glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which belong to God. What am I to do with my body? I'm to glorify God with it. I'm to present it to God daily as a living sacrifice. Next slide. Next slide. So number one, the spirit is saved. Next slide. Number two, Therefore, if any man be or woman in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, what became new was your spirit. Before I became a Christian, our spirit is dead and dark. But when you get born again, your spirit comes alive. Your spirit comes alive because you are spirit, have a soul, live in a body. Am I, am I giving you all too much today? Okay. So you need to know that what got became new was your spirit because your spirit was dead. That's why sinners think you're crazy for going to church. You're crazy for reading one of your Bible. You're crazy for tithing. You're crazy for doing all this stuff because see, they don't understand and they can't understand because their spirit is dead and dark and alienated to the voice of God. They can't understand spiritual things. They'll never understand you as a Christian until they become a Christian. Okay. Next slide guys. So your soul is getting saved. Your soul is your emotions. They're getting saved. So your spirit was saved. You became a Christian. Your soul is getting saved. Scripture for that. James chapter one, verse 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with what? Uh, uh, help me somebody receive with what? Meekness, which means a teachable spirit. So for me to get anything after Pastor Blunt's sermons at Church on the Rock, I have to come with a teachable spirit. If I don't come with meekness, which is a teachable spirit, I can't receive doodly squat from Pastor Blunt's teaching. I can't receive from the word until I become a student, not a know-it-all. If I'm a know-it-all, unteachable, been there, done that, nobody can teach me anything. I can't receive anything new from the word because to receive from the word it takes a teachable spirit with teachable spirit. Look at this, the engrafted word. What's that? The Bible. Oh, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This is worth putting gas in your car. Do you come to church on the rock today or stop on on vacation at that rest stop, which is able to what? Save your what? Not your spirit. Save your soul. What saves your soul? The Bible but only when it's engrafted, not hearing it, but doing it. It only helps you when you do it. It doesn't help you when you hear it. It's got to be planted. So notice that your soul is being saved and what's saving it? One year Bible. Renewing my mind in the word of God is changing the way I think. It's changing my belief system. 
So it's changing how I respond to dark, depressive days. It's changing how I respond to unknown debt. This comes in the mailbox. It's changing how I respond to strife in my house. It's changing how I respond to difficulty at work or the neighborhood because my soul is getting saved every day by the engrafted, not hearing it, engrafted means planted. Not till I do it does it make a difference in my life. Whoa, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. All right, so spirit, soul, next slide, guys. I'm about done, y'all. Body will be saved. Body will be saved. So our spirit was saved. That's the only thing that became new. Your soul is getting saved by renewing your mind every day. That means you're learning how to control your emotions and feelings and become spirit conscious. Your body will be saved in the resurrection. We're going to get a new body, y'all. Scripture for that. Next slide, guys. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Sleep means be dead. But we shall all be changed. He's talking about the rapture and the catching away of the church. Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. So if I'm not ready, there won't be any time to get ready. Because it's going to happen in, the, in a twinkling of an eye. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet, where the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that's written, death is swallowed up in victory. We don't have to fear death as a Christian. Next verse. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is your victory? Next verse. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Next verse. But thanks be to God. Well, here's a good verse to memorize. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's do an Isaac Bruce. But thanks be to God who gives me, David Blunt, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's all say that on three, and you say your name out loud, okay? Y'all can do that, right? But thanks be unto God, which gives. Give yourself a hand clap. Come on, amen. <laughs> I like it. As the team comes out, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, knowing that Jesus is coming back, knowing spirit, soul, and body, knowing how to grow, learning how to hear God's voice. Because see, God doesn't talk to your head. God talks to your heart. God doesn't talk to your body. Well, if I feel like it, it must be God. No, 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 it's not God. God is a spirit. And you are a spirit and he communicates with your spirit. He communicates with your spirit, not your body. Your body is flesh, not saved, going to be in the future. Your soul, not saved, getting saved now, but your spirit is saved. And so God, when he talks, he talks to your spirit. He talks to your spirit. He gives you an inward witness. That's how God talks to you. Well, I didn't feel like doing it. Boy, don't go by your feelings. Well, I didn't think I should. That's your soul. You can think the wrong thing. You can lean on your intellect, your understanding, and your reasoning and logic. Didn't make sense. 
where Kim and I, 40 years ago, to leave our denomination, to leave both of our families, to leave our insurance plan, to leave stability financially, wasn't logical, wasn't reasonable, looked stupid and crazy to pack up like the clampets on Beverly Hillbillies and come to St. Louis. But we knew in our spirit this was the right thing to do. Make your spirit strong and you'll hear God's voice clearly. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Woo. Be unmovable. Know how to respond to life. You respond through your belief system. Your belief system is made up of your thought life. Your thought life is a result of you renewing your mind, soul, daily. Always abounding. Church on the Rock should always be going forward and abounding. You and I individually should be going forward. God never leads us backward. Abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God is a God of reward. God is a God of reward. And God uses rewards and incentives for performance, all you business people. God uses rewards and incentives for performance. He said that what we do with the right motive, we'll get a reward and a crown in heaven. What we do now determines your role, your responsibility, and what you're going to do throughout eternity. God is a reward-conscious God. And he said that if we'll develop our spirit, soul, and control our body, we'll be abounding, we'll be steadfast, we'll be unmovable, we'll be moving forward, we'll work for God, we won't wear out, we won't draw lukewarm, we won't become lazy, we won't lose our energy, our drive, our hunger. And God said, I'm going to reward them for that throughout eternity. I'm done. Did you get something today? Come on, let's thank God for the word. Hallelujah. Let's just thank him. He's a faithful God. Come on, everybody. Let's praise him. Oh, thank you, Lord. You are a faithful God. You're a good God. You're a great God. You're a God that rewards his people. We are the apple of your eye. We are valuable. We're acceptable. We're blessed. Come on, when you say what he says, then it comes to pass in your life. Father, we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We are steadfast. We are unmovable. We are abounding. We bounce back. We get up. We won't quit. We won't give in. We are overcomers. We are winners. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Just want to tell you, y'all been so awesome today. Everybody here on online, on vacation, I love you big time. I hope I've proved it through the teaching of the word today. But with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I got to ask you online right there where you're at. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know his love, if you don't know his love, if you don't know his acceptance, if you don't know his forgiveness, if you don't know his safety, if you don't know his security, if you don't know his plan for your life, his purpose for your life, can I lead you to him right now? so that you can experience his love, his forgiveness, his acceptance, his purpose, his plan, his forgiveness. If that's you and you say, yes, pastor, I want to know God. I want a relationship with God. 
first time or dedication, rededication, press your device right there, your smartphone, your computer, wherever you're at, at home, office, backyard, the park, on vacation. Thank you. Here in this room, out in the lobby in the Rock Express, you see, Pastor, that's me. Pastor, I want that life. I, I want to know God's love for me. I want to know God's forgiveness. I want to know his acceptance. I want to experience his power. I want, to, I want my life to change. I want to grow. I want to be the person I know I can be, but I need God's help. Pastor, I want God in my life. Or you're at a place in your life, you say, Pastor, I want to recommit, rededicate, refire to God today. Pray for me. No one's going to come to you today. We respect you too much for that. But if that is you, you got to do something. Heads bowed. Just lift your hand up high and wave it at me in every section. I just want to know who I'm praying for today. Just slip it right up. Ushers are helping me. Put it right back down. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. The anointing's so powerful here today. I'm still waiting for a couple of people I know. Slip it right up. Put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands down. Church, let's help them right now. Let's all pray for everybody here, everybody online, and everybody that watches the replay throughout the whole week. Hundreds of people watch our service throughout the week through replay. So let's all say it right now. Heavenly Father, I repent. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.